all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. Welcome back, Dreamers. We have another episode of Dreamers of the Day podcast back with uh, the Blinkless Project. And we have, uh, I forgot how you guys want to be known. Do you mind? Uh, should yeah, we say your real names? Or... Okay. Yeah. yeah, we got Brandon Lewis back with us. So, hello. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, brother. How you doing? Thanks, man. Good, man. We're doing, we're doing good here. Doing good. We had a little chat before. Uh, and we'll probably end up getting back into some of that stuff that we talked about. But for right now, we're going to talk about their project. They had some cool stuff happen. Um, and as soon as I found out about it, or as soon as I was able to get in on it, I did. Because the, the whole Big Bang thing, the planets, they look really cool. So let's let's talk about that. Since we last time we talked about that, um, about to drop, what has the response been now that it has dropped and uh what are we looking to do next yeah um so yeah so i guess last time we were here we were talking about planets and the planet mint um went off great uh we minted just shy of two thousand planets in, in a week um and uh yeah everybody's stoked so they've been they've been you know selling and um you know eventually we're gonna have the ability to break these apart into you know individual parcels of land um they've they've got you know different resources some planets have buried items and portals and things like that so everybody's been kind of like sifting through the data and collecting different things that they're, they're interested in you know it's funny like the first four days <laughs> after after reveal people just like were making spreadsheets and stuff of all the traits because there's like 700 traits in the collection um so just trying to sort through it all and Extensive. figure out what they have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just figure out what all they had and everything. Um, but it's funny in the middle of the planet mint, we actually dropped our ERC 20 token optics um, and our soft staking platform. So we've been um, promoting this. Basically you can stake uh, soft stake, any of your blinkless NFTs. Um, and then you can also soft stake uh, over 40 other projects with us. Um, and you get, and you get optics every hour. And growing too, man, because we keep getting yeah. we keep getting requests from projects to to get on. So that yeah, because it's grow. it's cool. You don't have to lock your tokens, like your NFTs. You don't have to lock them or transfer them out. You can just register them and open your stake. And uh, you know, if you're staking in your original project, you can open the stake with us and then go stake with them. Um, and then uh, you can you know when you close your stake with them, you can come and and claim rewards with us. So we've. Uh, so we've been running that for a few weeks and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, we've gotten to meet a lot of people and, and work with a lot of different projects, you know, bringing them on board and getting their communities involved, it's, you know, also helped us grow our community. And so 
we recently, I guess, what, about a week ago, launched the Blinkless Museum. Yeah, but, hold on, um, hold on. but let's go back to the planets, though, for a second. Oh, we're still on planets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't, <laughs> He's like, don't kill, you're going to kill everybody. But you're like, you know? <laughs> All right, so, no, but the, the, the cool thing about the planets, I think, is that really it's it's looking towards the future of the project, right? Like we, we have this concept that we're going towards, you know, we're creating this animated universe and that it was crucial for us to have, a, a, well, I guess it's not a physical location, but I guess, you know, it's a physical location for, for things to happen, things to grow, to be created, um, for people to interact in, for people to mine resources and get NFTs out of them and, and make money on secondary. It's, it's, it's looking towards the future of what we want to do. So then I just want to cut back into that because that's, I think, the biggest excitement amongst our audience and, and, and our members, our community has been that. And like you know, Brandon said, like, they're on the hunt right now. I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're all over the resources They're They want, you know, this buried treasure and they want the to portals. They know what the hell to do portals and all kinds of really cool things that we're adding or not adding. They're there, but we're bringing out, you know, and, uh, and they want to be a part of it. Awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, um, recently, uh, shout out to major Tom always, oh, yeah. um, uh, recently he was, was showing me, um, some of the stuff he had he had gotten and uh i was like dude i gotta i gotta go ahead and grab <laughs> grab a couple of these so let me pull it up right now and then I, i'm not gonna ask you know if, if it's a surprise what the like the resources mean per se um i don't want to you know give hype to certain valuable things or whatever um but let me start asking a little bit about these uh, <laughs> these planets. If, if and if you don't want to answer, you know, you can just say surprise, or we don't need to. We don't want to answer that. Whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. sidestep the question in a nice uh, PR fashion. Um, so let me look at this one, for instance. Uh, this one has like resources. Let's see. It says flora. So silver. Like, are, are you allowed to? say what some of these things are going to be used for like if it's silver or gold or yeah okay yeah i think you know just to be real like we don't know exactly what they're all going to be used for right okay the, the game doesn't exist yet um but i can tell you sort of the thought process um behind where we think we're going to go with this right um so when you look at a planet and a planet has its resources it's got you know four uh, major resources for each planet. And what we want to do is we want to give you first the ability to split your planet into parcels, right? But then out of those parcels of land to not only will that work as sort of a deed of ownership in the, in the actual game, but also it'll give you the ability to essentially have an NFT faucet for those resources, right? So like if you have land that has silver, then you'll be able to mine NFTs of silver, whenever you want to, because you'll have that as a resource. Um, there's so many resources that a lot of the resources are like 1% or less for any planet, right? And so you, what you end up with is people who sort of have a monopoly on these different resources. And, that, and because people will need the resources to do things like build buildings, create weapons, fix their starships, you know, power their bases, things like that. Um, it's going to create a market for all of these resources. And so when you're looking at like which resources are good, think about what they could potentially be used for. If you have steel as a resource, 
probably not going to use this fuel, right? That's probably going to be structural. And so that's actually a really good one because as people are trying to build up their planets and stuff, they're going to need a lot of steel, right? And I'm just saying steel in particular, not like that specific resource. You know, there's there's several different ones that can be used for construction. Um, but yeah, ultimately that the idea is that there'll be trading posts where you can take the resources that you mine from your planet and you can sell them to other people who need them to sort of like build out the galaxy, you know, collectively. That's very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very, very, very cool. I like that a lot. It, it reminds me of, um, um, what is that new game coming out? Starfield, a little bit how, like how you're talking about it. That's kind of how it sounds to me. Um, yeah. What do the, like there's little symbols on the right corner of oh, yeah. the, <clears throat> so what, what are those? So those are, those are geographical. So um, each of the symbols represents a different region of space that's dominated by a particular alien race, right? So we've actually got five of them because there is the undetected region, which is there's been no life forms detected in that region. Um, but then we've got the blinkless, uh, which is just the, the basic circle, um, the oculoids, which are the like pyramid shape, um, the grimlets, which are like the weird little like thing that looks like it has legs, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, the ancients, which is like the big circle with like the 10, I think it's 10 different interlocking eyeballs um but but uh you know in the in the story of of the blink list you know basically the the different aliens each play a part where you know the ancients are the the i guess the the ancestors of the blink list and the oculoids and then the gremlins have come in from another galaxy and sort of crashed here and um so they have they have different dynamics um you know in the relationships between them gotcha okay but so as far as the planets go, it's geographical. So if you have two planets that are like in the same region, they're going to be closer to each other. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. So then there, it's pretty much like, like factions essentially. Are, are there um, like warring? Is there warring between any of the factions or beef? Like, yeah. 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 The, like what's the, the oculoids? No, the, we start, let's start with the big one. No, no, the oculoids, then the blinkless, they're not at war. No, no, but they, they look, nobody likes the oculoids, right? Yeah, but that's because they're annoying, not because they're fighting. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> they're just annoying group of people. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the so oculoids are actually really nice. Um, but the blinkless think they're total assholes. But the blinkless are also assholes themselves. The that's blinkless the are assholes. But like, yeah, <laughs> it like, you know, the oculoids will be like, oh man, that's, you know, nice shoes, dude. Where'd you get those? And the blinkless will be like, you hear this asshole? Like, what, the, what yeah. is he talking about? You know, <laughs> look at my shoes. Oh, yeah, just annoyed like, at, at kindness. Like know? Flanders from the Simpsons, kind of like, he's just the <laughs> annoying like, neighbor, but yeah. it's a whole planet of them. Gotcha. So, like yeah, the it's a whole, whole region of planets. The, the, the Grimlets, it's true, because the Grimlets are, are, are the invading force, right? So, so they're the ones that are trying to, you know, take over things, you know, so, the, so the conflict would be between them for sure. Okay. Does that, is that going to play out? Well, I mean, it, yeah, let me just go ahead and ask, is it going to play out in your future plans? Like, uh, like a war for resources between the groups, maybe one region is, is more, um, let's say one region is more steel heavy with like the oculoids or something. And, you know, the blinkless have more, I don't know, more suns or, uh, or stars or like uh, diamonds or something like that. Is that going to 
play out and, and what you guys have planned? Um, I mean, I'm not sure on, you know, as far as like wars for resources, um, you know, I can definitely see, you know, battles and things like that occurring between them. Um, you know, we, we have plans to see right now we're, we're still putting together all of the elements of the Blinklist universe, right? Okay. So you've got, obviously you've got the Blinklist, right? That's the foundation. Now we've got planets, which is like where the story takes place. Um, we still have to bring oculoids to life. We still have to bring Grimlets to life. We still have to bring Ancients to life, right? Um, and ultimately, these will all end up being playable characters where you can go onto the planet as these characters. But so we've got some more elements to still to, to bring into play that could facilitate that. Um, but I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see, like, if people feel like, oh, you know, I want to I wanna play a part of all, all of these civilizations or if they sort of split up and go like, oh, no, I feel way more, you know, inclined to be over here, over there. Um, yeah, I think the community will really drive a lot of that if it's more inclusive or if it's more like split into factions. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like, like human behavior. So that'll probably be, be uh, what, what happens potentially. It's always like, you know, Marvel versus DC, Xbox versus PlayStation. So yeah. I now there are I... pirates, right i yeah i was gonna say there's uh one of the traits is like pirate activity or something right mm -hmm. okay yeah explain that so pirates i think will basically be the friction that it takes to get on and off planet with resources right so say you mined a bunch of steel right and that's great you got all this steel well, you have to get it to the trading post to sell it right and so you put it in your ship and you fly off the planet if you're in an area with a lot of pirate activity you know there's a lot higher chances of getting you know, hijacked, um, getting robbed on your way. So having those, those like calm areas of space could be cool. If you're planning on doing a lot of mining, I would look for planets with good resources and calm areas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and mean, the pirates, you know, that would be dependent on which, which region you were in, you know, what types of weapons and stuff they would have available, um, to fight you with, you know? So as you build and upgrade, you know, your ship, your defensive capabilities, your offensive capabilities, you know, d depending on your region, you know, you may have, you know, more of a hurdle yep. um, than others. Yeah. Each region has its strengths and its weaknesses. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, then how does like weather, how would weather play into being able to collect resources or, um, like pirate interest and that kind of stuff. Have you guys thought about that? Yeah, I think weather really um, impacts you the most when it comes to time to execute, right? So um, say for instance, I'm, you know, building some sort of store or, or I'm building some sort of base, um, maybe a mining operation or whatever. And I'm putting that together, but every five minutes, firestorms roll through and I have to go find, take cover in a cave. Right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, depending on what the weather is, there's, you know, there's a lot of different types of weather in the universe here. So some of it's just, you know, rain. Um, and some of it's like, you know, yeah, like fire tornadoes or, whatever, you, know, like, you know, so it really depends on what your weather is. If it's, if it's going to get in your way or not, um, but I would think that the, you know, the harsher the conditions are on the climate, uh, on the planet, um, uh, you know, the, the harder it would be to, to operate there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That makes uh, a lot of sense. And that makes it you know, sound and, fun. And going back and going back to your point about like, you know, the war and the conflict, I think, you know, 
you know, really there, there's other ways that we can like, you know, uh, uh, take advantage of that competitive spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, and, and we can, you know, through gamification, through other things that we were talking about, which we're going really in, in deep into the future. So I, um, you know, but there's, there's just a lot of different ways that we can do that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, a lot of what you've already said sounds like you thought it through already. It wasn't like, you know, all this stuff was just kind of thrown together. So I'm excited, man. That's, that's super exciting. Um, and now hearing what you're talking about, you know, I opened, um, mine up and I started looking through them and, and kind of trying to piece things together myself now. Cause it's, it's very interesting to, to think about, you know, the meta within, uh, just getting, you know, a planet, you know, there's like, you're saying, there's a lot of different things that you have to think about. So that's really, really cool. Uh, it's not like, you know, you just get a, a slab of land and then there's this thing here, like a, uh, like a coda, no offense to the board apes, but there's like, <laughs> you know, explanations behind what you're, what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, this is here because and you're not going to know what it does for, you know, a long time. It's like, you actually thought it through and there's ideas that sound like they're going to be awesome when, you know, like you said, gamification happens. So. I'm really excited. And now I'm looking through my own stuff. Like, okay, now let me start looking at some more stuff. If I need to go get some more. So well, dude, what's really cool, cool. What's cool too, is once we split these into parcels, we don't want it to just be like, okay, here's your 60 parcels from Talma Foma Meta 31 or whatever. Right. Um, each of the parcels is going to be unique too. So just because you split a planet into 60 parcels, doesn't mean that all those parcels have the same resources or have the same you know, animals or, you know, things like that. They would share climate, right? They would share um, basic, you know, like atmosphere, you know, the what the land is made out of, things like that. But, uh, but this, you know, just like if you looked at any other planet, you look at Earth, right? Like there's certain places on Earth where there's oil underground and there's certain places where there's not, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so depending on which parcel you have, you may have more or less resources per parcel. So, you know, there's a lot of traits right now but once we split these, it's going to be, I guess, a lot more complexity and figuring out which piece of land is the best. So the best thing they have is like the whole planet. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I could definitely see people like, oh, hey, you know, I've got a buddy who wants some land on my planet. I'll give him the land without the resources and I'll keep the one with them. And then he's mm -hmm. going to have land that he can build on, but he's going to have to buy resources from his friend to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really awesome so when you're talking when is that um that split that you're talking about going to to happen or do you have a date for that yeah we don't have a date for that yet so the thing about the game right is um our our project the blink list like our our sort of pillar goal as a project right is to create an animated series and to to build that animated series with a community behind us that supports us right so I think like we would see that first before we would see the game. The game is going to be a supplement to the series because the series gives us the ability to pull people in from the mainstream as well as Web3 um, mm -hmm. and uh, ability to drive revenue through, through YouTube, things like that. Um, and the game is going to be a really big project. You know, you look at some of these open world games and, 
you know, stuff like Red Dead Redemption 2. I think they spent like yeah. 10 years making it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and we really want this to be cool. Like we don't want it to be 10 years away, right? That's not the goal, but it is going to cost a lot of money. And so that's, we try to be realistic about how long is it going to take us to raise the money to actually execute what we want? Because what we want isn't just a 3D game. We, we want a, an immersive cartoon, right? Like you mm-hmm. could put on your, your VR headset and feel like you just stepped into Futurama or something, right? Oh, and uh, just saying that's really awesome. Gave me, yeah, so I think <laughs> gave me gonna, some, some vibes, some chills. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. You know, it's like, we're not trying to make it be like the real world. We're trying to make it be like the Blinkless. And, um, and I think that immersive sort of animated experience to where like you yourself start to feel like a cartoon will be like really dope. So we want to be able to pull it off well. And so we have to be realistic about timeframes and budgets and things like that. So I think right now we're building up the, the NFT still. Like I said, we've got several collections that we haven't launched yet that will be a part of this. Um, we also have some other stuff that I kind of touched on earlier, um, you know, supplementary technologies that we've, we've built, but we're trying to really build our ecosystem up, um, you know, generate revenue, position ourselves in a really strong way for the next bull market um, to where we can really take advantage of that and ultimately drive this forward and, and get all of the stuff built and, and real. Yeah, I think, yeah, it sounds like you, you have a real plan, so that's always, you know, a plus. A lot of these people get into the the space thinking it's, you know, I just have my dream and an idea, you know, and they don't have any of what you guys have, which is, you know, uh, a plan to, to execute. And then you've already started executing on so many different levels. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for, you know, the future of this stuff and just seeing all your visions kind of brought to reality. So that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, so yeah, we talked about the planets. Let's, let's talk about the museum. Yeah. Let's talk about what's, what's going on with that. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the museum is, is, uh, something that we've, you know, we've been working on because, um, you know, in this time right now, we have this bear market that we're in and, and really what's the biggest thing that we can, we can figure to do during this time is, and that's create community, Right. And, and the museum really allows us the opportunity to do that. Um, where we started off with, uh, um, you know, individual pieces of art, you know, Brandon obviously will come in and tell you about the contract. It's a specific contract and the way it does it. Uh, it's a little different from, uh, you know, it's a semi-fungible token. So uh, Brandon, why don't you jump in and, and tell a little bit about that? I want to fuck up the, uh, the text. Yeah, so, so the museum, basically, um, we wanted the ability to create one of ones that everybody could own, right? Hmm. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, we have an ERC 20 token, um, optics that you can get by soft staking all these different NFTs. And when you have optics, you can use that to mint a piece of art from the museum. And these run like on a timed basis. So like the first one we ran for three days. And so if you had 10,000 optics within those three days, then you could come and mint it. Um, the second one, again, we ran it for three days. We're actually on our third piece right now. We just switched out the art this morning to the third piece. And uh, the cool part about it is like you have optics, you get the token, but then it's passive viral minting enabled. So you can send it to a friend who doesn't have optics, who doesn't already hold it. And uh, you can send it to, you know, family, you could, as a project, you can use them for giveaways. Mm-hmm. And the, the, as soon as you send it, you get airdropped a new one to replace it. Um, and that airdrop will be whatever is currently featured 
in the museum. Um, oh, so yeah, so it's like it kind of like is a never-ending NFT. Like you just you can't get rid of it, right? Unless you sent it to somebody who already held optics, right? Then you could then it wouldn't it wouldn't airdrop you a new one. Um, but the idea is basically, you know, now we're launching our own art on it, but um, we're talking to several projects already about um, you know featuring them. So essentially, we want to bring a project and have them put a piece of art in the museum, um, and then we let everybody who has optics go admit that. We can also give them a bunch of optics to give out to their community. So um, sort of bringing the communities together, putting them on a platform. And um, because this is all PVM enabled, now their community can use PVM to grow. You know, we, when we did our fully dilated mint, we, we grew by almost 50% in seven days in our Discord, just because people were sharing NFTs with other people. Um, and they were doing that primarily because they would get it back and it, it feels good to give something to somebody. You know, mm -hmm. if you had friends that you want to get into NFTs um, or anything like that, it's great. Um, and so there was, there's a ton of reasons to, to give an NFT to someone, especially if you're not going to lose anything. Um, so it helped us grow our community and we kind of, you know, whenever we, we've done it for two mints, we did it on the Genesis mint and the fully dilated mint. And, and when each of those mints ended, we kind of, you could just feel kind of this, like this thing in the air of like, oh, PVM's gone now. <laughs> you know and like everybody kind of wanted it to be back so we were like how can we bring pvm back for good so that we can use it as a consistent tool to grow our own community and then how can we help other communities with it so how can we just basically give us a piece of art we'll set up a mint for you feature you give you a ton of crypto to give to your community and and put you on this pedestal in our collection um which by the way we take zero percent royalties on the museum collections this is all about community building not not about revenue. Um, and so, you know, we'll see how this all goes. Um, like I said, we're, we're talking to a couple projects now. We're still pending our first uh, third party feature in the museum, but we're pretty excited about some of the stuff that, uh, that we're seeing. Awesome. That's super duper cool. What is the like reason for that? Are you thinking um, by growing you know, your, your communities like side by side with a lot of these other projects, are you thinking about doing like, um, like, uh, like a cross world or cross like NFT collaboration? Are you trying to open yourselves up for that? Or is it just to kind of grow the, these communities side by side? Yeah, I mean, I think it's primarily about growth. I mean, nothing's yeah. off the table. Um, I mean, we collab with projects sometimes that don't even collab with us back. So um, you know, it's not, not always, is that a collab? Is that a collab? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing's on, nothing's off the table for sure. I think, you know, with the NFT community, I say this all the time that like, we're not a bunch of separate communities. We're one big community yes. and then everybody's involved in different projects. Um, and so when you look at it that way, it's kind of like, well, what can we all do to help each other? Right. And, one thing that we had was this technology that helped us grow. And not, not like we're huge, but like we grew for free and the quality of people that we brought in was unparalleled. Like, yeah. I can't even tell you. Um, yeah, like and, the people in our Discord right now, the people that are part of our community right now are so dedicated and awesome. And like, and they're like, they, they make me feel embarrassed sometimes when I'm on there because like they're kicking ass more than I'm trying to kick ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, shit, you know, these guys are going for it every day. 
you know, especially yeah. our mods, man. You know, our mods, you know, mods are a foundation here, you know? But yeah, so like if we can take that, what's what's worked for us there, and we can let other people use it, right? Obviously, we're going to get promoted inside their community because it's running on our platform, right? Mm-hmm. We give them the stage, you know, our community is always looking for new projects to get involved with. So this is like a good way to give them some alpha on, on some new stuff. Um, and this is a great way to like mix and mingle, show support, like everybody gets some art, you know, um, and then, you know, you can sell that art. So just like if you wanted liquidity from the optics token, for instance, you could sell that NFT that you minted with it and have ETH, um, you know, without actually having to have a liquidity pool and the, the tax, you know, implications of that. So you know, I think there's a lot of different sides to it, but, but fundamentally it's about, it's about bringing communities together into one, right? Like I would love it to see the entire NFT community be way less bifurcated. I I saw um, somebody tweeted the other day after NFT NYC, I don't remember who it was, uh, that, you know, it'd be really cool if we all flew across the country to meet up with our online friends and got to actually hang out in the same building. Um, he was like, you know, basically we all have our own, we all own different NFTs, so we can all only get into different parties and we can't go and like actually hang out together unless we all own the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that it is, it's very exclusionary. And I think that the whole market has really been kind of like built on this idea that scarcity is good and and it can be for value. But I, I also don't think that like scarcity and abundance have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that you 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 mentioned that because um, shout out to to King Trippy, um, but he mentioned the same thing that uh, Yuga Labs was supposed to be this platform where all these different kind of builders and different NFTs would like exist within whatever platform they made it was supposed to be super open source it was supposed to be this thing for everybody right but we see kind of what happened and then you see how exclusionary it is like you said so um i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling good about more people um like yourself starting to understand that it's it is one big community and we all you know have nfts regardless of what they are regardless of you know their their eth value it's like we all have an nft we're all part of the same community how cool would it be to all just coexist within the frameworks of like an open metaverse or an open thing or even you know get together in real life you know and just coexist with with everyone i think that'd be really cool hopefully that's where we're headed in the future well, and the thing is, it's easy on the internet to feel like it's not, you know, um, you go into a discord and there's like thousands of people, you get on Twitter and there's so many people you don't know talking about projects you've never heard of. And it just feels bigger than it is. But I mean, mm-hmm. but like the entire NFT market last month was like 289 million. That's like what Jeff Bezos makes on his lunch break, right? Like this <laughs> is not, this is not a booming, huge part of the economy, Um and we need to realize that, that this is this is small. We have we have the ability to to network and to like the people that are here right now are like legit, right? These are the people that are creating the next stuff, right? So like these are the people that we need to be connecting with, and these are the people that are going to be the foundation of what this all becomes once it actually is even minorly adopted by mainstream society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's it won't take much to 
quadruple or 10x or 100x the entire NFT space. I mean, there's so much more money and people out there than than are involved in this right now. Yeah, that's true. Yep, I agree. And uh, going to that point, I've um, read, I don't know when it's going to happen uh, or when it's going to be released, but I, I read that Grand Theft Auto, you know, is is going to have its like own token and have NFT like in-game items. So, you know, you have ownership over the game. So like you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for growth. There's a ton of room for growth. And, you know, if a studio as big as Rockstar, they're the ones who, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they made Red Dead Redemption as well. Yeah. You know, if a studio as big as them and the GTA sold like the most games ever, I think it's like, geez, if they're going to make, nfts and be a part of that space i think that there's going to be a lot more value here a lot sooner than people realize i don't see another five years without nfts like absolutely just dominating every form of of media entertainment um and just growing like explosive i i completely agree with you i think it's going to be an explosive explosive field and like you said those who are here now are going to be the next ones up, so to speak. Um, and, and that's a really good thing. And it's extra positive that you guys are here now because then you're going to be, you know, among the few that are the next ones up and get to kind of shape the future of what NFT market is and, and what uh, connectivity is and collaboration is. Because there's not a lot it- of people doing that. I think it'll be interesting to see that with Rockstar because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of crossover in their audience and, you know, NFTs and crypto. Um, but, you know, we, we see these we see these big brands try to come into this space and it's weird when they try to do it. It feels weird. And uh, for instance, Rockstar, right? There's no way that they're going to launch all of their assets on Ethereum. They'd be crazy, right? So maybe they look at something like Solana, but then the network crashes twice a week and now they can't run the game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and, and with such a high profile, right. There's like, you kind of get one shot in this yeah. space. So if they came out with, you know, the next GTA and it just bombed because of some or didn't have, you know, exactly right. The market building a metaverse from scratch for the first time. And like, you know, people were load testing the other day and like glitches and bugs and stuff. And they, oh, this is dope. Like none of the characters had faces or anything. You know, it's just like, this is dope. (laughs) You know, because it's something new that's being created from within Web3. Yeah. Um, You know, you have some of these like sports leagues and stuff that come into the space and like, yeah, they get sports fans to mint their stuff, but it's kind of short-lived hype and Mm -hmm. then it kind of blows over. Um, but at the same time, a, a, a studio like Rockstar, man, they've got the resources and the capital to really like to win. And, and if they do it right, I mean, they would crush. And I think you're totally right that like video games are really, I mean, you can see how, how NFTs gravitate towards video games as an obvious utility. Yeah. I think that the studios that already have the foundation, they already have the distribution, they already have, you know, the connects with all of the big system manufacturers and stuff. Um, they're positioned to just dominate if they can pull it off gracefully. Yeah, I agree. So uh, let me see. So we were talking about G- 
GTA and those in those studios, what do you think? What do you think happens with that? Do you think the future? I, I think it's multi-chain, but do you think that these big, huge studios collab with places like Yuga Labs or these other metaverse native like Web3 companies, I guess? Or do you think they try and create their own thing? I, th- I think it'll be a platform play. I think what you'll see is like Nintendo have their own chain and, you know, Xbox have its own chain and Sony have its own chain. And then the games will operate on this chain. So kind of like when you write a smart contract now for Ethereum, you can take it and put it on Poly. You can put it on, I think Solana has an adapter for it. You can put it on Avalanche um, and you can take that same code and make it interoperable across these different chains. Um, they kind of do that right now with their, backend infrastructure for multiplayer, right? There's a lot of games that you can't play cross system. Um, Some you can, but a lot of them you can't because they're on different, you know, networks and stuff. So I could see that. I mean, I I fully believe that like corporations and stuff are all going to run on their own chains. Like if you're, if you're JP Morgan, why are you going to be running on a public chain? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So like they're going to set up their own stuff. And, and so I think like when we say the future is multi-chain, I don't think it's like five chains. I think it's like five million chains, right? Hmm. I think it's like everybody who does anything. It'd be like opening a checking account, right? Setting up a blockchain. Um, probably not nearly as technically involved as it is today. Hmm. Right? And that's what, what is it? Polkadot, I think, is trying to do something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, with with the right. like, you can spin up your own chain inside their chain. Interesting. I think, yeah, because I think they're doing that. And then, um, what is it? The Avalanche the, doing that too? I think they might be. Yeah. And there's there's another one that's doing like, like they said something about private like chains for banks or something. I, I'm not sure how all that's going to gonna work but yeah i agree from what i've what i've read it seems like everyone's gonna kind of have their own their own thing i hope in the process because who knows how these non-crypto native companies are gonna be able to perform and and you know like have these blockchains operate like appropriately how they're supposed to hopefully you know it, it goes off well but you know, as we've seen with different things with people that aren't native that, that try and jump in the space, there's obviously always some, uh, how should I put a learning curve? I'll put it that nicely. I won't say failures. There's always, there's always learning curve. So I, I hope at least at the very least, these big places uh, would consult the Web3 native, you know, people who have, who have been here for a while before they start to decide on doing their own stuff, because that could do more more harm than good at least to their image blockchain and and all that stuff's going to be here regardless but oh i think it's going to be this bastardized version of the blockchain man because like these these kind of institutions don't want to give up control yeah. right so like why would i why would i make something decentralized if i wanted to control it right so i can definitely see proof of stake right oh here, get this special COD from the bank. And this is essentially <laughs> going to work as proof of stake. And so all of the like, you know, multimillionaires and billionaires, you know, stake their funds and, uh, and then it runs inside their own system because like, you're never going to, you're never going to want to compete with gas prices, right? Like, yeah, that's true. 
And, and that's one thing we see like with Yuga, I think Yuga mentioned they were going to leave Ethereum. Um, I think Doodles is planning on it too. Right. Really? I think so. I, I, th- I think I read that after uh, I think they announced it at NFT NYC. I could be wrong. Don't no, you're, you're, that, I mean, but... you're probably you're probably right. I did read that from you guys. Wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I just didn't read it. So it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, I mean, like when we have big collection, like big NFT collections already talking about leaving the main chain. Like, what's that going to do? What's that going to do to Ethereum? Right. Because part of what makes Ethereum so attractive is that that's where all the big blue chip projects are. Right. That's where all the whales are. Right. Well, if all the whales go off chain, then what do we have? We'll have lower gas, but we'll also have a lot slower market on on the ETH network. You know, so. Yeah, I wonder uh, how do you think I wonder how that would affect it, too, like because that when the whales move off, that kind of affects the the usefulness of it, you know, because you're not going to be able to sell your um, your NFT to, to somebody who are migrated to a different chain and, and would love to buy it on there. If most of the business moves, then what do you think that means for creators? You think creators start moving around too, or if it's an option, right? I think like if you go open, like if you go makes their own chain and opens it up to other people to be able to launch uh, or to blow contracts on, um, I, I would see a lot of projects launching over there and, and minting for eight and just being in that ecosystem because, you know, they're held as such a pillar in this space of like, oh, these guys invented the way to do this, right? I mean, and they didn't really, right? They they took a lot from the people that came before them. I mean, like what Crypto Kitties was around for years before Board Eight, you know, and Punks was around, and like, but you know, people still look at them because they're they're valued so highly, and they've got such a high profile, and they're in the news as like these guys are the epitome of what this space should be, and so. I think if they go off chain, a lot of people will follow them. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, so I have a question for Lewis. What do you think? Because you you were doing real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think in this wave of like, I don't know if you've noticed uh, a wave of um, these NFT collections or um, I guess they're, they're called their companies, but they, they call themselves whatever labs have been buying like real estate. Real estate. Yeah. They're yeah. doing REITs. Basically it's like an NFT REIT. No, essentially. What's well, sorry, so, what's I mean, so, so, okay. So uh, a real estate investment trust is, is something where, you know, you're, you're buying into a portfolio of properties. Okay. And you get uh, your, your money as a port, you get a portion of that portfolio. Um, and you reap, you know, you get, uh, I don't know, dividends, you get, you know, monthly payments or however it's, however, you know, it's structured. And so a lot of those NFTs are basically, it's the same thing, just using the NFT as I guess, you know, the transaction. Interesting. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, it's tried and true. You know, I just, I, you know, I, I just wonder because I know with us, right. Like the way that we had to structure, the way that we had to structure our, our our minting and and our and our genesis the way that we 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 do payouts for genesis we had we were worried about it becoming a security right so so Mm -hmm. right like i mean like that was that was our biggest worry so i don't understand how these guys like they're doing it you know what i mean like i don't i don't a lot of people just don't care i just (laughs) so that's the thing so but i mean it's it's a tried and true thing though i mean you know real estate is always a good thing to invest in yeah and it is it's interesting to me that these people are using their either their collection funds or using the name of their 
company or whatever to just purchase all these these properties and i'm not sure if it, it's if it's going to be for for like you know merch for them maybe they're building shops there i i really don't know but um in talking I, to some I, I people would, it's like it's just income because i mean like i don't think he's talking about reits dude i think no. he's talking about projects buying plots of land for themselves yeah Oh, like actual land like that? Yeah, that like, I haven't heard of. Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've heard of the uh, the groups trying to build REITs through NFTs. You know what I'm saying? But um, so tell me, wait, tell me about this, though. Then. So, so um, what I'm hearing is that they're buying like using the whatever moniker their uh, NFTs are under to buy like land plots. And okay. I, I'm not exactly sure as to why. So I was curious if you might have known. I don't know if they're building shops for merch, trying to bring in, you know, maybe more normies, whatever they're, whatever it may be. Um, maybe they, they sell a product out of it, or maybe it's a clothing collection or uh, like an actual physical art store. I was wondering if you heard anything like as to why that was the case. No, no, I haven't heard anything like that, but that, that's, that's a real like complicated climb right there. No. I mean, so essentially you're telling me that these guys want to, they want to, out of the raised funds that they're going to buy a piece of property to what end, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. You know, it's like, so, so like, I mean, do you own the property as far as like you're getting a piece of it as a holder, right? Like, are you getting a percentage of the property when they, when they, let's say they flip it or something like that, mm -hmm. or are you going to build it and then rent out retail? I mean, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, the, so I, I imagine any of those projects for them to really be like viable, viable, like they would have to have some serious coin behind them to begin with. Unless it's a campground. Unless it's a campground, which <laughs> is holders which is, only campground, token gated. Well, that's <laughs> primitive camping. It, 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 it is a genius <laughs> idea still. Listen, this is something we actually talked about at the beginning. So it, Brandon's dream right here is, is, a, is a campground, you know? Hey. Yes, I want to make a psychedelic campground in the woods. <laughs> dude it would be hey, dope it would be dope that yeah that's that might be genius maybe it's maybe you're ahead of your time dude hey i'm just <laughs> like, two hours south of montreal so yeah uh, that could be genius i i mean so then what's what's the feasibility of that like let's say um they they buy a land right they buy a piece of land and, and i can't imagine i could be wrong so I'll, I'll defer to you since you, you know more than me about it. What, what's the value going to be like, man? Like, so they buy this property, right? Let's say they buy it six months ago, three months ago, whatever, mm -hmm. when before we were headed toward an economic downturn, that's going to affect the holders for one, if they are trying to stake and get, you know, a portion of whatever they were getting. And that's going to cut into the bottom line, of profit both ways, right? Because the property value is going to then decrease yeah. depending on the area that they bought it in. And then ETH is going to drop. So then they're kind of screwed. What do you see? Well, I mean, how do you see own, those kind of businesses working I, out? I tell you the one positive that I do see is that like, I mean, although like NFTs can go to zero, you know, uh, ETH, I guess all this can go to zero. Land can't go to zero. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, not really, you know what I'm saying? There's still, there's still, you know, value to that, no matter what, that's why people, that's a tried and true, you know, place where you put your money, you know what I'm saying? Because at the very end, at least you have the land itself. And like, you know, for instance, like, like if I was to build like an NFT project around that, right. I mean, there's a couple ways I would go about it. Now, 
would it be an agricultural play where I could pick up, you know, farmland and then the resources that I have, or maybe there's a farm on it. And then the resources I can use that as a way to bring in money to the company and then, you know, pay shareholders or something like that. That'd be interesting. You know, um, I could actually actually see this as a way for like, you know, major development companies to really raise money for multifamily projects, to be honest with you, you know, to build out like apartment complexes and, uh, you know, multifamily, you know, neighborhood townhouses, mixed use, whatever, because then you would have, you know, uh, uh, man, that would actually, this would, that would actually really work for a multifamily, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, there, there's a lot of usability for that. It's just that I, I think that, you know, at, you know, a $20 NFT price, right? Like, I mean, like, at, you know, where you're trying to mint out these NFTs at, at such a low price, I think that the climb to get to a point where you can pay for these projects is really where the where the problem is you nft I mean? apartment complexes i can't wait to see that i'd be like um, <laughs> well, magnolia commons brought to you by crypto dick butts right. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's oh. awesome well it's so like what wait what, what do you think the amenities would be like in, in an nft <laughs> like it'd be like uh like you know energy drinks like like, like oh uh, yeah <laughs> you but know, you'd like, have to pay gas for the vending machine that's yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Does rent go up by, you know, the, uh, oh, dude. <laughs> like up and yeah, down rent, the rent is yeah. extremely volatile here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, Yuga labs just dropped another, uh, section of ape coin, uh, ape coin too. So yep. your gas is going to be astronomical. Oh, and they're, by the way, they're, they're minting, uh, their other side. So oh. yeah, rent is rent is now $5 million. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just if you pay today if you wait tomorrow and pay late yeah <laughs> right if i drop like 90 like, percent yeah, yeah <laughs> you'll get charged your five dollar late fee but the gas will also be significantly lower yeah, yeah man magnolia <laughs> commons that'd be hilarious that'd that be would hilarious. be great but i'll tell you like the but but useful but that's but you see like these kinds of things that you know they're they're coming into fruition in smaller ways but these bigger companies are eventually going to come in and they're going to they're going to do these things these are yeah you know th th these are new ways you know to create assets yeah i mean it's you know it's awesome another another financial product for these big companies to you know kill us with. you know you know where you know where i think that we're just starting to kind of get to if you draw a parallel of where we are now compared to like the start of the internet is we're right now at the very early stages of like when GeoCities was a thing. Do you remember GeoCities? Mm. And you could like build your own web page. Um, it was like all point and click. And like everybody had this little shitty web page that was like, you know, um, Brad's domain. Yeah. Or like whatever it was. Right. Dude, and it, my cousin built one. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like what we had right before that was was the only way to build a website was to program, right? And the technologies weren't around for regular people to do it. And then when GeoCities came about, there was a couple of other ones, but when GeoCities came about, um, now anybody could just like make their own thing. And so I think we're starting to kind of see that with NFTs, like with things like Nifty Kit and stuff. Um, you know, there's a few like no code solutions out there. And I've seen, I've, dude, I've talked to several people in the past couple of launching, like, stuff, you know, like they, they haven't touched a smart contract. And I'm like, wow, like, I, <laughs> you know, people reach out to me for help. And I'm like, I, I wish I could help you, but I've never looked at something like that. I, you know, I code everything. So um, 
but it's like because that's available now we're going to start to see more of like you know i could see families having like their own nfts for their families that everybody has and stuff you know and it, be, it starts mm. to become more something that people do as a hobby yeah. you know and like it, oh that guy in my office has an nft collection right it starts to feel less alien and it starts to feel less like you're removed from it because you're around people who are creating these things yeah and then eventually you'll have that just go full-fledged into all businesses in the world are now using these things because the tools are available that they can hire cheap labor right it's way cheaper to hire somebody to run a mailchimp account than it is to hire somebody to build you an email <laughs> server yeah right and so like those kind of tools that we saw come to fruition in web two, like over time eventually led to where we got with web two and it's the same thing with web three. Right. And so we're just now in that, like people are starting to get point and click builders and like be able to make their own stuff. And so I think we're going to see over the next year, like just a bunch of crazy stuff come out, like a bunch of trash, but also a bunch of things <laughs> that like wouldn't have been possible otherwise. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you're you're realistic because that is exactly what's gonna happen. Just like with the early internet days, it's true. It's true. A bunch of a bunch of garbage comes out, and then you know, in between the garbage, you know, there's always that that gem yeah. of a website or or whatever that. Uh, oh yeah, there's gonna be the collection that's like Brad's left shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> untied day one. <laughs> untied day two i'm gonna take a picture of my foot every day for the next year and just leave my shoes untied we'll get a ton of stuff like that this afternoon that i stepped in a million gum. dollars it's gonna make a million dollars you know you know what i shouldn't yeah. have said that because that's exactly what's gonna happen it, somebody's gonna listen would. to this right the, those are the kind of things that always blow up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was purple gum yeah which is, which is odd for a thursday <laughs> 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 dude we just gave somebody a million dollar idea i know Jeez. actually I, th I think we've been dropping we've been dropping gems the whole time what are you talking I, about man? yeah that's that's facts <laughs> this is genius shit remember magnolia commons yeah. oh bro <laughs> fuck man that's a <laughs> you know what would be really upsetting i'm not gonna lie is if in the next six years i see an apartment building with like an nft out front or something and it's like fully It'll happen. Fully bro. rented out. I it'll, would be very happen. upset. It'll it'll happen. It'll happen. All that will happen. There's always there's always that. It'll happen eventually. You know day. what? You're probably right because didn't uh doesn't the board ape club have like a burger shack or something? They like have a oh, physical... I think one of their holders opened one. Yeah. Okay. Man, IP. You know what? We need to let's let's get an LLC together and and trademark some stuff. I don't know. We need to trademark some stuff. We need to get into well, a dude. business, start trademarking left shoe untied chewed gum nfts and apartment building nfts like if you if you make one you have to pay us i like it well you know there's a there is a, a side of this like as nfts permeate the iro world right so like say you do have a condo that the ownership is through an nft right and then you click a link in a dm do you have to move <laughs> 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 bro 
It right? I see people happen, all the time. They're like, oh, happen, my wallet got hacked. I lost my ape. And people are like, you better change your PFP then, bro. Yeah. Dude, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> savages. Dude, sending the wrong like NFT to somebody, you know, or, like I did. Oh, like this morning? Like this morning. Like a fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, it happens. It, like, you know, it, I, I could definitely see something like that happening to somebody. Like all of a sudden they send it off to the wrong address and somebody shows up the door. Guess what? You got to move, yo. Yeah, <laughs> that was my house. It was supposed to be a puppy picture. <laughs> right. It was just like, I'm not sending it back, dude. Thanks for the condo. <laughs> right. but, exactly. but you know, the thing is, though, like, but think about like, like from the practical standpoint, like it's the NFT is, is a real efficient way of, of having a transaction, you know, validated. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, like, so having a, a lease, you know, it's not that far out having a, you know, you know, purchase, you know, a purchase, you know, of a house or whatever. It's not that far out, man. It's it's really it's really here. You know, it's just a matter. You know, like 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 Brandon was saying, it's really like now people are having the ability to start playing with Web three. Yeah. You know, and interacting with Web three. Not everybody's a programmer. You know. Yeah. And so it's like I, I certainly am not. You know? and so, yeah. Yeah, me either. And so it's like you know, like uh, you know, for for people like me, I I need point and click toys. You know, yeah. and and that's coming. So yeah, all this is definitely possible. It's, it's interesting, too, um, thinking back to the point Brandon said earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, it, he, he mentioned how, like, you know, families could have NFTs, right, just for their family. And as it permeates more with normal society, it really does make me realize in my day to day, I haven't, and I meet a lot of people every day because of, you know, my, my work, but I don't <laughs> meet anyone that talks about NFTs, like, and I could meet, I don't know, I can meet 100 people in a day and not one of them would say anything about NFTs. They don't know about it. Yeah. So we have a long way to go. I mean, it'll be it'll happen quick, but at, like we have we have a ways to go. We're really, really early to all that. And like you said, it won't be alien anymore at a certain point when people are, you know, used to dealing with things on chain like there's a ton of uses for it already that just haven't been utilized in my opinion like sporting tickets instead of yeah. you saving you know that that ticket you had to the bulls game you know in 1996 you have an nft proving where you sat you know um the score of the game like the the player like stats stuff like that you just have that as an nft or your tickets in nft and you have all that like on chain as, as proof. I think there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff in the future. Um, and then uh, Vitalik is talking about like soul bound NFTs. And from what little I understand about that, it sounds like, you know, essentially you're just your life, you, your, your credit, whatever, all that stuff is just you on chain as an NFT. So yeah. I think yeah. there's, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to, if it's going to happen, if it's going to work. I'm just saying there's like, people are talking about so many different ideas. It's, it's bound to permeate normal society sooner than later. And we won't look like a bunch of weirdos dragging around, you know, pictures on our phone saying, check out my portfolio. <laughs> It'll be very different. I think. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think, you know, all those people that you don't talk to about NFTs right now and within 15 years are going to be cranking their car with one. Right. <laughs> but they're not going to have to use their MetaMask to do it. I think that's that's really the hurdle is the onboarding and the wallet yeah. tech isn't, isn't 
consumer friendly right now. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, the Soulbound tokens, I think it's really interesting, the concept of them. But I feel like that they're kind of just to get around securities law. Right. Hmm. Because if I can't transfer it, then it can't be a security because I can't sell it. Right. Yeah. But I can still sell my wallet because rules don't matter and you can't keep people from doing things. Right. So I would just have all the soulbound tokens in their own wallets and then sell the wallets on a marketplace where I could sell wallets. Mm. But it's not a security because I can't transfer the token from that wallet. Right. But now yeah. is the wallet a security. So now we have soulbound wallets. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> as long as there's some kind of regulation, there's going to be some kind of loophole and some kind of, you know, people are going to try to get around it and stuff. I think, I think soulbound tokens you know, think about it. you couldn't really have a soulbound token for something like a social security number yeah. because like you can get your social security card replaced. You can get your social security number changed. That's true. You know, if it gets leaked and you need to, you need to get a new one or, you know, you, you lose your card and you need to get a new one. Like if I had a soulbound social security number and I lost my phone, I don't exist anymore, man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> And uh, so I, mean, I think there could be a lot of problems with that sort of like immutable immutability of like these things, you know, so that's true. And again, the problem that it solves isn't really anything because I can just transfer my wallet if I yeah, want to. That's true. So, um, I think I saw a meme about that. Um, <laughs> like, um, what is it? Crypto people solving problems that don't exist. It's like, Mm-hmm. A, a bike with two half wheels like one. Oh, half. i saw that that was hilarious yeah. <laughs> i was like dude this is so true this is the so guy was true. just riding it around so confidently yeah like, he's like, like this, this is 100 gonna... necessary yeah this is excellent everyone's gonna need this bike that's on two half wheels or one half wheel i guess it just cut in half one wheel cut in half but yeah i, I think you're right there there is a lot of that like a lot of the stuff that i, I read like dude what are we doing like and and you know what like you said this goes back to uh the intro of the internet when that started being a thing and people were building we were creating stuff that didn't matter like it was or making ideas that were unnecessary so there's there's going to be a lot of over the the next 10 15 you know 30 years whatever there's going to be a lot of um refinement is the word I'm looking for. There's going to be a lot of refinement. A lot of these ideas in five years are going to sound like, what were we thinking? That was stupid. So I I think that that will happen. It'll be like looking back at your clothes from, you know, the early two thousands. Like you're like, what was I wearing, dude? (laughs) What in the world? It'll be, it'll be something similar. So. That's really interesting. Like I'm just thinking, actually you know the future may not be multi-chain because Hmm. when 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 the internet first started it was it was a lot of different internets you had like usenet you had arpanet like yeah there were all these different networks that people interacted on separately right yeah and and it wasn't until like the actual internet which i think i think it was arpanet that they eventually wasn't it that they ended up going with but it wasn't until everybody got on the same network that it mattered Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it, it wasn't until everybody got on the same network that you could email each other and that you could yeah. communicate in real time on the same forums and stuff like that. And so, you know, maybe there's maybe if you took if you take the parallel of the Internet 
and all of these separate internets basically being all these separate networks being like how we have separate blockchains today you know maybe the answer is that one of these blockchains really does become the one blockchain right there's hmm. private networks still today that exist and universities have like intranets and stuff like that yeah and, yeah, yeah um but there's the internet right and so i could see there being the blockchain you know um hmm. I could see that. I don't think it would work with Ethereum's gas as it is at, <laughs> yeah. at the moment, but it may not even be a chain that exists yet. Yeah, that's that's true. So for anyone of the dreamers that are listening that uh, are thinking about making a, their own chain or whatever, there's always an opportunity for something. And that's true. I mean, if, if it's not going to be um, like, what is it? I think Cadna does a like a, it's something called like, uh, what is it? Fracturing or something like that. It's like where you can sharding sharding. That's what it is. Yeah. Sharding. So maybe something like that is, is in the future, maybe a, a more efficient chain that shards out. Um, who knows? I, I really don't know. I, I mean, can we exist with, with, you know, like, let's say, um, Rockstar making a chain and then Ubisoft making another chain and then EA and all these other things. It's like, is that really, is it the most efficient thing to do? Probably not. Um, Is it the easiest thing to do for them temporarily? Maybe, but I can see to your point. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe we do end up going on one chain. I don't, like I, like you said, I don't know if it's going to be ETH. Ethereum's well, the, got a lot to work to do. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the problems I think that that face a lot of the, you know, the bottlenecking and stuff and in the blockchains that we use today, I think those will be solved almost overnight, right? Because right now, what do we have? We have a bunch of like nerds basically trying to build cool shit and experiment and like try different directions and, you know, oh, is this going to work? Is that going to work? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to have that in 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 Web one, right? And in, in Web two, right? And and then and then when the big corporations came in, when all the money came in, guess what happened? We got things like AWS, right? So it's mm. like now anybody can just click, 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 spin up a server, and now I can serve out websites to hundreds of millions of people simultaneously, mm. right? Those those problems, those scaling issues, like. Before you had things um, like load balancers and stuff, right? Like it was really difficult to scale systems large enough to support the audiences on them. But all that money came in and just fixed it, you know? And now it's like, like the websites that we use in web two, like the backend infrastructure of those is like really complicated, right? To be able to serve requests out to everybody that Facebook does, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, 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 cap- to store everyone's tweets, Right. And then be able to deliver those instantly back to you. Right. There's a lot of infrastructure back there and we don't have any of that in web three. Right. Like none of that is built yet. There's, there are no hundred billion dollar engineering efforts happening right now to my knowledge. Yeah. Well, that's because, you know, Jack decided to build web five instead. Right. Right. (laughs) But, but that's what I'm saying. Like once, once, once it's time, like once, once they're the, you know, the, the major players, the corporations, the governments and all of that, they go, you know, we're going to do this. There's all these problems are going to get solved overnight. I think. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a good, that's a good point. 
I didn't even think about it like that. So, I, yeah, I I imagine um, it because it's crypto and, and the whole industry is, is kind of like, like you said, it was a bunch of nerds. You know, we were, I'm not a, a builder by any means and I barely understand any code. I'm still learning, but it's like, you look at all these people who did understand coding and, and things and, and looked at, you know, Satoshi's white paper and started to understand that it was a bunch of like individual efforts to, to try and emulate it and improve on it. It wasn't like, like you said, a hundred billion dollar corporation looking at this, but okay, what's the best iteration we can do and throw all our money behind it and like, make sure that we don't have ethereum's bottlenecking issues and all these other problems like you're you're right it it could very well happen and there could be you know one thing that that fixes all of that so i mean that'd be crazy it's crazy for me to think about that right now uh with the state of of crypto as it is but you know what you're you're probably right because when when we first started like when i when i look back at the 2013, even 2017s, like charts, like how many of these coins don't exist anymore? How many problems were these blockchains trying to solve that that weren't even actually problems? It was kind of just, they just put them out. So yeah, there's there's a lot of room for growth. And, and I think that's what's what is going to happen. And I think it's going to happen next cycle. Whenever 24, if it, if it stays historical, 2024, 2025, I think I think honestly, that's when a lot of that stuff will will happen. Um, too many corporations are getting involved. Too many things are going out of business and getting bought up. A lot of money is has already started to come in the market. Sophisticated investors, things like that. And I think you know, twenty twenty four, twenty five, we're going to see stuff we've never never seen before in the market. Well, so, dude, think about it like this. If you just look at Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, they host 60% of the internet. Oof. Wow. 50% is just Amazon and Microsoft. Google's got like 10%. Lord. So this is what I'm talking about, right? The, if these companies hadn't developed the hosting technologies that they have, the internet would look vastly different than it does today. Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember like the, the early days of the internet, you having to go, it wasn't like interconnected as it is now. You had to go to a bunch of different, like you said, internets within themselves to find anything or uh, look at an article. If you wanted to go to one article, it was like this whole obscure different thing that you had to read. And now it's like all, it's all interconnected. Or if you if could you- find it. Yeah, that's true. After searching Yahoo and Metacrawler and Webcrawler and Ask Jeeves. Yes, Ask Jeeves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, all the pain. Saying Ask Jeeves is so much pain for me. But yeah, <laughs> Jeeves didn't know anything. Like, no. what is happening? Oh, he made me so mad. Jeeves no, was the worst. But that's the <sighs> thing, right? And and so then you have these companies, they come in and they transform the the playing field. So like, like for me, I've spent most of my career developing on AWS before moving into Web3, right? 
before AWS was around, I did everything a lot differently. And once they came around, I used them exclusively at every company that I worked for, every company that I started, right? And because those tool sets changed the game, you know, when I can pay a couple hundred bucks a month and have infrastructure at my fingertips that like major, major corporations use, and I don't have to hire a guy to run that, mm-hmm. like that's huge. And that, that it, it levels the playing field so much for innovation, right? So it's until we really get that. I mean, like, like with Solana, right? Every time I think about like, oh, let me go check out Solana. And then I look into like their dev tools and I'm like, man, you don't have anything. It's too much work. It's too much work to read all of the stuff and to not have any tools to help, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, I think like, you know, Ethereum like has Remix, which is really good. Editor um, helps a lot with writing Solidity, but even still, it's like, there's just not the same types of infrastructure tools and things that are available. And, and, you know, I don't know if you can really have those things in a decentralized environment. You know, I could see Amazon spinning up their own chain that they control and anything that you use has to be on chain with them, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know how helpful that would really be. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, those are, yeah, those are, uh, those are good thoughts for not only me, but, you know, for people listening to, to think about how, how this space is, uh, it's going to change. It's going to blossom. It's going to grow. You know, we, we jokingly mentioned like, you know, an apartment building or something, but is that in the realm of possibility? I mean, who knows, who knows, maybe some of these, these companies and corporations decide to, I don't know with the, the funding Yuga Labs has, maybe they, they do something in the, in that vein, you know, maybe, you know, they make their own services and and things like that, that people want to migrate to in terms of like internet hosting and things like that, or, or Wi-Fi or whatever. I don't know. There's a million things that they can do. That's insane, insane. But, uh, changing gears for a minute um what did you guys read about that cern collider at all mm-hmm. what, what about it did something happen i mean i've heard about it did i was just reading like i don't know if this quote is true or not you know but i know we like to talk about conspiracy here <laughs> um they were saying that like they could open up a door to another dimension with uh with the collider I was like, oh, interesting. I, I need to verify if that was a quote from, you know. That doesn't the, sound like a quote from a scientist. You, you yeah. know what this sounds like? This sounds <laughs> like this might be coinciding with like Stranger Things coming out right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is like, it's too, it's too, it's too, um, what is that? What is the word I'm looking for? It's too provocative for it to be like legitimate. Just yeah. very curious. It's like, and it went on Twitter and it went viral. Like we can open up a door to a fourth dimension. We just don't know what's on the other side. I'm like, Oh, awesome. <laughs> Sounds. I awesome. mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I know that they, they discovered the Higgs boson um, several years back, but I don't uh, even know what that is. So the Higgs boson is the particle that gives all other particles mass. Oh, uh, it was like this elusive thing that was only the- theoretical until they were able to identify it. Wow. Well, I mean, this is what I do on the weekends. 
it's funny because this is like our conversations but i just listen i sit back from drinking coffee you know <laughs> and just just listening it's, well my it's, wife used to my wife used to make fun of me because when we would go out with friends and get drunk we'd always end up back at our apartment and uh i would get out like copper pipes and magnets and stuff and start teaching people about <laughs> eddy currents and <laughs> she's like every time you drink you turn into bill nye <laughs> that's awesome well that's the see that's a good thing that's that's awesome we could all use more uh science background i i would like to know that stuff like if i could grasp it and i'm trying to if i could actually grasp and and fully understand these concepts i think i'd be a lot smarter and not you know believe that uh, a company can open up a fourth dimension so or maybe they did already you know maybe they moved the timeline over so who who knows oh okay so i see they did not open up a uh, portal to another dimension someone on twitter said that they did and that everyone should protect their energy <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? do your own research guys <laughs> d-y-o-r <laughs> yeah so yeah no they're basically saying that somebody on twitter was starting a thing because yeah. it was stranger yeah. things like yeah. to get everybody hyped around that that's, that's what a, yeah that, exactly i was like yeah, it's, your super energy, provocative. Guys. it's too provocative to be real i just thought it was hilarious <laughs> it's so funny i'd be down with it though yeah i was a big fan of stargate Oh, I never watched Stargate. I heard it was good. I never watched it. You know, it's I, I recommended somebody go watch it a while back. And um, and I, I as part of that conversation was like, oh, I'll go watch some of it again. It's been a while. And it's one of those shows that like when it came out, I thought it was so dope. And now it like it looks so old. It's hard to watch. <laughs> right? Oh. Like the resolution's low, the special effects like, yeah, although they were good for TV back then are just laughable at this point. Yeah, they don't hold up, you know. Yeah, but that's what makes it fun to watch, you know? So. Well, yeah, but it's it's just, it is hard to watch sometimes, right? Like, it's, you just get used to a different I've, I've a style of production, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't watch, I don't watch, uh, what were the silent films? Yeah. Why not? Are you not, <laughs> that, not? Are you not that sophisticated? No, I'm very lowbrow. <laughs> you know? You like, you like your stuff spoon-fed to you, CGI, that's what it is? You can't a use lot of mind. Marvel films. You like that? <laughs> Don't make me think. <laughs> yeah, man. Like the Thanos, the the Thanos, the Thanos. Yeah, that's like when people Tell go to the about. WalMarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Best Buys. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I think I, I think all that stuff's interesting. Um, uh, back going back to like CERN, there was a show, an anime I, I watched, one of my favorite ones. Uh, it's called Steins Gate, and uh, it's funny because the company in that is called CERN. So, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they are messing with like a particle accelerator, and it's about like time travel and stuff. So, everyone, if you're listening, you need to watch Steins Gate. It's it's a great, very very uh, intelligently written and makes you think quite a bit. But maybe it's just a coincidence, you know, uh, on this particular timeline. That I don't know, man. I watch The Simpsons. Nothing's a coincidence, you know? <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, right. Because kidding. everything, they did everything before it was done. That's right. That's right. Just waiting for the meme that's like, oh, man, this episode of The Simpsons called out when The Simpsons came out before The Simpsons came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. 
this episode said that Yuga Labs was going to make a bunch of board apes and then get called Nazis. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The Nazi I, thing. Yeah. 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 It's always that a fun was, thing. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's see. You want, I, you want to jump into that? I mean, we spoke about that off a little yes. bit. Like, let's talk like, about it a little bit. Let's talk about <laughs> it a little bit. We won't have to, we don't have to stand it long. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I read just a little bit of a writer rips i don't know his real name I, I feel like i feel so stupid calling him writer rips because it's just like that's such a weird whatever imagine imagine if you named yourself that though yeah <laughs> you know like so i mean like dude what yeah. is he like a kid in rocket power like what is this like that doesn't make any sense to me that extreme like phase that we had in the early 2000s where it was like extreme skate, extreme snowboard. This guy <laughs> Ryder Rips is so extreme. It's like it just feels like that. It just feels so bad. Oh, he must be down bad. But I think that is his real name. Is it? No Google's way. telling me his dad's name was Rodney Rips. So no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, honestly, if that's true, it's the greatest name ever. OK, because it's like. If that's like a like a given name, that's amazing. I mean, wow. do your own research, guys. But I yeah, think stop it's with this Dior, Dior, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's with the Dior today? You know, it's all cool. I thought Dior was cloned, so I don't know what that means. This is not financial advice. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Go buy a Ryder Rips board. Just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, he he. I mean, you know, he wrote that article. I don't know, man. I mean, you know, he put things together in a very compelling way. He did. I, you know, I so think, I, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, no, I, you know, I, I, you know, we were talking about it before, like, you know, do I think these guys are Nazis? No, you know, um, I don't know. I, 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 there's a, there's a lot of things that they tie to, to Nazis and that whole lore. Yeah. And uh, there's too many to be, to, to, to just be a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't, I don't think these guys are Nazis. though. I yeah. think it's a publicity thing or something, if possible, if yeah. anything. And like, yeah, and like Brandon mentioned earlier, it could have been like a bunch of 4chan jokes, like, you know, that they were thought were edgy and and kind of put together into something. But at the same time, what what kind of makes me feel odd about it is that he's like, hey, guys, don't buy these board apes because they're Nazis, but buy my board apes. They're the exact same traits. Yeah, I was like, I was looking at him like, dude, what's the difference? Like, well, no, he just he... copied the artwork, didn't he? Like, literally, yeah, it was like just... a, a copy of it. Yeah, he made, so like 30 grand or some shit like that, right? Oh, I don't know. I think he's probably made more than that because that really uh, that dude Philly on, on YouTube did a, a video, quote unquote, documentary, he says it is. And it's like an hour long. And I think it has like a few million views. And then at yeah. the very end of the video, because I skipped to the end, I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Uh, sorry, Philion, but he he's like, hey, you know, I have a board eight, but it's not that regular board eight. It's a ride of rips board eight that's not racist. I was like, so you did this whole thing like bashing them, right? And saying that they're disgusting human beings, but then you plug this other dude's NFT at the end. Yeah. And it looks the exact, I don't like, that's my, that's what I don't understand. Well, it makes, like, it if makes you're, him look not genuine. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's what it you is. Know, it's like, you, you don't feel genuine. You feel like him doing that as opposed to just putting out the evidence and, and whatever, making his yes. case and then all that shit. All of a sudden now he's basically like, you know, making concert t-shirts for his performance. Exactly. You know that's what he's doing. He's like, yeah, you know, I'll, by the way, I'm selling my own collection. Exactly. You know, of the same fucking art, which is, which is, you know, I think it's like the ultimate fucking like derivative. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> Especially after he was like, oh, the art is so racist. So yeah, why that's are the, you going to turn around and distribute it? That's because exactly when I say it. it. It's not racist. That's exactly. What <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. When that's you buy exactly it from it. me, it's not racist. <laughs> from them, it's, it's racist. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly uh, why I'm like, I don't just based on those two pieces of evidence. I haven't looked at the whole video. You know, yeah. maybe I'll go back and give it a view, you know, but it's just like. His I, his I fan his club video. is crazy. You watched the Look, Philly on video? I watched his video. I watched it. And and like and, and you know, it was like I think it was like half an hour, 45 minutes or something like that. It was it was a good, it was a good amount of time, you know. But basically, it's like if you read the 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 article, it was you, that it was that, you know what I'm saying? And and that's really you know, but that's you also gotta remember, you know, this those spaces are full of people regurgitating the same information, yeah, you know, in a different voice. That's it. That's you true. Know? And, and, and people, you know, people do uh, 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 YouTube videos of commentaries on commentaries of commentaries of a situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm like, it's like, you know, how many times can you, you know, sell the same story? You know, it's ridiculous. Like, like I watch a, I, you know, okay. So, so one of my, uh, I don't know if you guys have like any like weird internet, like things that you watch. Right. But I watch Dr. <laughs> Pimple Popper, Dr. Oh, Pimple Popper. Okay. So hold on. So that's kind of close. I watched this fucking guy shave cows hooves. Have you seen oh, this? Dude, the hoof you know GP. The yes. hoof, yeah, that guy. All right. And if, if I catch one of those videos, I'm on that shit for like an hour, bro. No, no joke. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there looking at this stupid video for an hour and it's just that. And it's incredible because then they'll have, people make videos of the guy doing that you know and it's like and it's just everything is just selling the same nickel it's funny you know yeah. so this guy with the board ape shit yeah you know if if there was any merit to his argument it kind of gets you know you know uh, um diminished by the fact that he's trying to make a buck on it yeah i that's you know? that's how i feel at the end of the day i don't yeah. i don't know him I don't know what this because he got sued or he's getting sued. So I don't know what that's going to what that's going to do to him. Like, I, I mean, and if it was all just an elaborate like troll or something like, dude, you're going broke after this troll because Yuga Labs is like a two point three billion dollar company now. Yeah. So but they this have, was done, they this have was done from before. Right. I mean, so we like we were talking about it before. Who knows? what if they did do something like this as like a publicity stunt? I mean, maybe they never imagined themselves getting to this level of success, mm -hmm. right? Where, where maybe they thought that this project was just like a, you know, <laughs> fuck off, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. you know, like a, like a, and then all of a sudden, holy shit, it took off. Yeah. Now you we got a billion dollars. Like, what do we and do? It's like, holy shit. Okay. Well, let's hope that nobody fucking realizes that we're, you know, a bunch of shitheads and we were doing something <laughs> yeah. really stupid and, and, but, and it turned into something incredible, you know? And, uh, and, I don't know. and like I mean, you said I, at the beginning too, like uh, we're prefacing this whole conversation with they, they crawled and started to you know walk and run so that the rest of the NFT market could do without the same. them, we would not have the way. Right. Yeah. Like that, that they had to happen. A company had to get to that level. That kind of money had to be transacted. It's it, it needed to happen in order for the NFT space to really go forward. Shows so, everybody so, that it's possible. Exactly. Yes. And, and it's like they had to happen. So, you know, are they going to have people that are going to try to knock them down? A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, look at look at the, the, the thing with the goblins. Right. Like, 
you know, goblins <laughs> came out. It just blew up like nothing and, and cool. Right. I mean, it, it, I liked it. It was an interesting project. People, you know, bit it sold boom, but then the fucking derivative projects came in. Right. Yeah. And the only reason I, I, I can't stand them so much is because they fucked up our mints with their damn gas, you know, like the gas wars that were happening. Yeah. So it was like, you know, <laughs> but it's like, but like, look at all that crap. And they're just doing it to just take away from the goblins. They're just trying to grab a little bit of something. They figured, yeah. they can, you know, put out, you know, some bullshit thing on the side and make a quick buck. They'll do it. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's that's the the current uh, nature of the space unfortunately it's like a project drops and then derivative drops yeah you know it, it's ugh. i think ugh. that's what really for us like that led to the effort of creating the museum right like like really like the museum is really about bringing people together bringing communities together because we know you know and and you know brandon and i you know looking through the data of of when we started to now and seeing the different kind of people that go through our audience, we know that it's at this point that the better people are here. If we can connect all the really good quality people who love this space and want to help each other, you know, it, again, going back to the point we spoke of earlier, we can all rise again. So th that's, you know, yeah. you know, so just to kind of jump back into that frame of mind, but um, yeah, that, that was really the lead. Yeah. Yep. I agree, man. I think, um, and I think where you guys are headed and, and how you've been working is gonna, is gonna pay off big. I can't wait to like have the people that I've had on here, you know, over the course of the years or whatever in like 2024. And, and then we talk again, 2025, 2026, and it's just going to be a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, awesome. yeah, it's going to be so, it's going to be so good. And obviously, you know, I'll, I'm going to continue to follow you guys throughout your, your project and, and, and keep up with it and um, continue to support it, you know, but I think like, we don't even know how big this is going to be. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be really cool. And um, in just a few years, man, I, I can't wait. It's going to be something to behold and then for everyone listening to be able to follow your journey um just through our brief conversations and, and then join your discord and follow you guys on twitter it's gonna be like they're growing with you and a lot of those individuals that that um uh, have those big like large twitter followings are actually um the ones that are still around were not influencers they were just people sharing what they were learning along the way. And then they created that audience and their audience saw them kind of grow up too. And that created like this great bond. And I can't wait to be on the other side of that and see how you guys, you know, grow and take off and then be on the other side of that growth and see how it happened. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. I mean, we didn't even talk about the skits that we're doing, you know, we're doing the animated skits that we've been releasing on. YouTube oh yeah. Let's, and, let's talk about that. Let's know, talk so, about that. All right. So, so, you know, um, you know, I mean, like we said before, the goal of this whole project is to get an animated series started. So, you know, um, we, we were, the, the whole idea was to create these skits of different, you know, places in the blinkless universe that, that things happen. And as absurd as they are, you know, in funny different ways. So we've just been getting on the animated. Brandon's been, you know, Brandon's the tech art guy. So he, uh, he's been mapping it out and, and, and doing some dope shit. And, you know, basically I, I talk into a microphone. 
You know? <laughs> so. I think I saw um, it was similar. It was set up similar to uh, another podcast. Right. And uh, there was. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw that one. I saw I was like, wow, this is great. This is good stuff. Yeah. 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 There's illumination. The the yeah. That's, right. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you should check out the one we just dropped the other day. Um, oh, plug it. Plug it on. One here. of, yeah, one, go of ahead. Uh, we, one of my dippies co-starred in it. Okay. And um, he's uh, yeah. If you go to our YouTube channel, which actually just got our YouTube uh, vanity URL. So the, the youtube.com slash C slash the blinkless. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's, yeah, it's um, the dippy runs a dispensary called Bare barely legal botanicals. <laughs> and, uh, and one of our blinkless characters comes in to get his order and the orders missing. And uh oh, um, uh -oh. And yeah, and you know shenanigans ensue. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I love the I love the plugs, guys. Everyone who's listening, please go subscribe to their YouTube channel. I'm gonna link it in the uh, description too. Awesome. And I'll link your Twitters as well. And uh hopefully, you know, we we get uh more people involved and get early. You know, if you guys are listening, you're so early. I know it sounds it's a meme. I know it's a meme now, but it's the truth. You're early. You're still very, very early because you know what? The class of uh, the class of 2025 is going <laughs> to try and be say the same thing. And to be co completely honest, I think we're going to stop seeing these big like these big buildups in the in the market. I think once you're I think you're here and if you've made it at this point in time, you're good to go. So people listening, you're early. Please support 100 percent. And go and they're funny. It's not like you know you're giving them a charity service. It's hilarious. <laughs> this guy I saw was funny, and they're good guys. So like you know, go check it out. But uh, yeah, guys, um, always a great conversation. We're gonna have to do it again. Yeah, and please. like maybe we'll uh, maybe we can get to talk about you know the skits and how you're writing them next time or or whatever. I don't know if you're like you know you could hold competitions for you know people to voice characters or whatever but i think there's a lot of there's always a lot of potential in in shows like oh yeah mm -hmm. there's so much stuff so much potential for community involvement and i'm always a hundred percent on board when people are doing you know shows or, or people are doing um uh games or what you're doing with like gamifying the plant like all this stuff there's so much meta to all of this in terms of the games that you can do and like how you can, you know, get people involved. I'm, I'm so down at that. So I appreciate you guys coming on again. And uh, there's always going to be a seat for you guys uh, at the table and uh, always going to be space for you here for sure. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. man. Appreciate thank you having you. us. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys again. Uh, and then dreamers, you know, the project it's the blink list. Um, they have, Three collections out right now, right? On oh, shit. Like, technically it's five, but oh five. <laughs> oh geez. Okay. I'm slacking. All right. Five collections and a staking platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's We're right. Busy. April. We're busy. We're busy. <laughs> yeah. Very busy. Talking. So the staking platform is optics, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So you have the staking platform, which is optics. Then you have the big bang. Yeah. Then you have the original Genesis, which is just the Blinkless official collection. Mm -hmm. Then you have Fully Dilated. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm missing something else. The museum. Oh, the museum. The museum. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you guys are busy. Oh my yeah. God, so much. Yeah. That's <laughs> a ton. And listen, any any projects out there that are interested, reach out to us. You know. Um, yeah, you want some extra utility. The extra utility for your projects, or you want to, you know, to join forces and try to bring up a community. Reach out, man. We're here. Yeah. I. Who you know that's working like this, guys? Come on, man. Come on. Who who's out there working like this? This is my sway time. This is what I do. <laughs> oh, I'll do a shout out to Unifriends. Is out there working like this? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. All Those right. guys are hustling yeah. and uh, they got a bunch of cool stuff over there. Um, awesome. Every time I turn around, I feel like they're launching something new. Perfect. And, and when I say new, like something actually new, like <laughs> that I haven't seen before. Yeah. I will plug. I'll send me the deets. I'll plug them below, too. Cool. We always appreciate, you know, friends in this space. So keep working away, plugging away, guys, and uh, we'll do this again real soon. Cool, man. Sounds good. All right, brother. You take it easy. All right. You too.